1: Inside the Game of Politics with Pat McCrory is presented by Felix Savadas Mercedes-Benz of South Charlotte. Charlotte's premier Mercedes-Benz dealer and the Carolina's number one volume sales leader. Over 300 new and 200 pre-owned vehicles always available. Visit mbcharlotte.com. Monday. We've got a bigger guest on the line right now, a good friend, a great North Carolinian. She and I both wish we were on Wrightsville Beach right now, but she's in Washington. I'm in Charlotte. Laura Trump, welcome to the Pat McCroy Show with Bo Thompson.
0: Well, hello. I do wish I was uh, at Wrightsville Beach right now at home, uh, but I'm actually in New York. You said D.C., but I'm in New York at home uh, with my kids and dogs. So if you hear dogs barking or kids in the background, you can't fault me because I'm following the directions. Trying to stay home and uh, help stop the spread of coronavirus.
1: Well, you got to have a dog to deal with it. My dog, Moe, uh, he listens to the show every morning. So Perfect. <laughs> that's, that's my dog right, responding to you talking about your dog. Uh, Laura, uh, first of all, uh, thank you so much for everything you're doing in the public service and the great way you represent North Carolina. I do got to ask you this question, though. I watched the press conference the other day in which a CBS reporter literally interrupted and interrupted and interrupted the president of the United States. They had never done that to Barack Obama or to previous presidents. W- what is the state of the media now, and how does your family and the White House handle it?
0: Well, I mean, I think the one thing that we can all credit Donald Trump with, if nothing else, is that, listen, you never knew how much media bias really existed out there until Donald Trump started calling it out until he started calling it the fake news and pointing out all the fallacies within the media, you know, people really were unaware to a large degree as to um, the fact that it even existed out there. Um, So I I think the, the media at large is probably upset with the president because he calls them out for their wrongdoings. He calls them out whenever they report fake news, when they skew a story, when they twist his words around. So he gets very frustrated by it. And I think you're seeing that show itself in these press briefings. You know, you look at the president, and you have to give him so much credit. He stands up there, Pat, for two hours sometimes, takes every single question from every person there in the room, in the media uh, briefing room there, the press pool, and wants to give information to the American people. And yet you see them interrupting him with their snarky comments, the way they ask these questions. is so ridiculous. Uh, they're
1: loaded. I mean, they're loaded questions.
0: They're loaded questions. Yeah. And, and <laughs> they're not questions in their game. Right. And I, I guess they get mad at him. But, uh, but I think the American people have seen through all of that. And I think they very clearly see what's going on. There.
1: Well, I, I had the same thing happen to me as governor and I didn't do what, uh, your father-in-law did. I didn't fight back live. I try to be respectful back and they just don't take that, uh, they complain about the president not being transparent. And then, when he is transparent, they complain he's on the stage too long. <laughs> it's just amazing. You yeah,
0: can't do anything right. It's it's funny because the irony is the same uh, media outlets who were saying we should have more press briefings. Now we're saying, well, wait, why are we having them every day? Why is the president up there every day? You can't win with these people.
1: Well, the uh, RNC, we're still getting ready for the RNC convention. My good friend John Lasseter, who uh, was my economic advisor, and he was my economic chairman when I was mayor of Charlotte, and our good friend Louis DeJoy out of Greensboro are still working hard for the RNC convention. What is the state of political campaigns between now and the convention? How is the president and other candidates going to, Run a campaign while we're also dealing with a serious uh, virus.
0: Well, we are still planning on having the convention there in Charlotte. Um, you probably know I worked really hard to make sure it was in my home state. I was really excited when we got that solidified. Um, and Lewis is doing an awesome job as well. we're listen still planning on on having it. It's still going to go forward. We're trying to plan an epic epic convention. That said, we have had to change the way we campaign. You know, we're used to seeing the president out at these massive rallies all across the country. Uh, we had bus tours scheduled. I was supposed to do a bus tour actually in North Carolina at some point with our Women for Trump coalition, Black Voices for Trump coalition, Latinos for Trump coalition. So we have had to change. So we've moved uh, completely to a digital platform. We're hosting these virtual town halls, virtual roundtables. We're still engaging out there with around a million People every uh, single time that we do one of these virtual events, so we feel like that's a really great thing that we have this incredible digital platform. Thanks to Brad Parscale, our campaign manager, and thanks to the president's popularity, that people are tuning in. They want to find out how to help. Uh, We still have uh, you know around eight hundred thousand volunteers mobilized out there. We know you're home, Pat, so we're calling you from the Trump campaign, and we're engaging with you. Uh, But listen, we'll have to see. Nobody really knows exactly how long this will last. We hope to get back out there person to person. The president wants to get back out to the rallies. But we're taking it day by day. And until we can get back to, you know, things as normal or Trump normal, I guess, uh, then we're going to keep doing it this way.
1: Well, one thing the president is trying to encourage is to reopen the economy. And I agree with him 100 percent. It might be a slow reopening, but it's got to start now. (laughs) Some sort of reopening because the, you know, anytime one sector of uh, the economy breaks, all sectors break sooner or later. And I'm worried about the next generation and the generation after that being able to afford this.
0: Yeah, well, I think the good news is that we have a businessman in the White House. And when you're talking about recovering from such an unprecedented event, I mean, we've never in modern history you know, had to deal with something like this. We've never seen our entire country, by and large, just shut down, the economy shut down uh, for a month plus. But that's where we are right now. And you look at the fact that we have a president in the White House who understands the economy, who understands business, jobs, how to get things working. I mean, you saw in three short years that we had historic numbers with Donald historic highs in the stock market, historic low unemployment We had manufacturing jobs that our previous president and vice president, Joe Biden, had said were lost, gone forever overseas, flooding back into this country. So if there's one person that you want in charge during a recovery from something like this, I think everyone can agree that that's Donald Trump. So I think it's all the more reason as we head towards November, as we head towards this election, it's going to be that much more important that we reelect Donald Trump for four more years because we have to come back from this. We have to recover from this. Um, and I think Donald Trump is probably one of the very few people in the entire country who completely understands how to make that happen.
1: Well, Laura, we appreciate your leadership and we ask you to continue to be safe with your family and your dog and give our best to Eric. And uh, maybe we'll see each other on the beach in August in Wrightsville. I How's sure that for so. a goal? Cool and give my best <laughs> to your parents, too.
0: Thank you so much. Great to be with you. God
1: bless. Take care, Dan. Laura Trump. And coming up, uh, Patrick Sebastian. Our political analyst, my nephew, who's recovering from the virus, and uh, we're going to give a very good update. And then he's going to give us a political update on North Carolina politics with the governor or two senators and other important statewide races. We're going to talk about other things besides the virus uh, and do a real political assessment of what's happening in North Carolina. Monday.